Is America's primary system working? Is the Electoral College still the best process for electing a president? Could a third-party candidate ever be successful? In a new season of You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen gather the country's top experts to explore these issues and more as we approach the 2024 presidential election. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available now wherever you get your podcasts. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Like I said, I'm just getting more comfortable in here every time. And, you know, you're going to be seeing a lot more of me. Matt, the steamroller, Ebola! And it is all over. It is all over. Dean Thomas, that's my rear naked joke. You know, everybody needs a little break. I took a little break. Now I'm back to break people. Dean Thomas! Please tell me that's on video. I've never been happier. I'm made for a fucking podcast. That's dangerous. Listen to me, we're at it. Welcome to you. No, you do it. Oh, that's, that's the start. Welcome, you do it. <laughs> and there we are. The beginning of today's podcast. Matt says, welcome, uh, you do it. <laughs> welcome. Oh, shit. Why am I lightheaded? I had such a crazy morning. Let's bring uh, on Max Crosby from the Raiders. Uh, we have uh, Dean Thomas and Matt Frivola, who just, what an incredible TKO. Um, looks so great. Of course, I almost texted you, Matt, but I wasn't sure if you were out there or not. You should have texted me. It would have been nice. What's up, Matt? Hey, buddy. How you doing? Man, how you doing, brother? How you doing, Jim? Hey, I'm good, man. It's funny. My brother, I told him I'm getting on here with Matt Sarah. We still remember when you beat GSP. It was literally the craziest moment. Wow. For me, too. Thank you, man. You were probably you were probably a youngster back then watching that. Little one. Little one. I've been watching since I was a kid, man. That's crazy. Oh, that's funny. That's awesome, man. Thank you. And now, do you watch? You've been watching for a long time? Yeah, I literally, my dad had us start watching when we were like literally five, six years old. Does he train at all or no? He just likes it. My dad's just a big fan. Oh, he's he just a big watching. fan. Yeah. Have you ever messed around with anything? Like, jiu jitsu, used to wrestle, anything? It, this past offseason, I started doing boxing and a little bit of uh, jiu jitsu and stuff like that. I'm trying to, I'm trying to do more. It's just, I do it for the workout and the cardio part of it. It's fun. Yeah. Oh, heck yeah, man. That's what I tell people. They get so afraid to walk into like a jujitsu school or they're like, they think they have to fight in a cage. No, it's not even like that, man. It's, it's such a fun way of staying in shape. A hundred percent. You get more deadly and it's the cardio is unlike any other workout. Like you can't even, you can't replicate it. It's, it's unreal. Now, are you about, you are six, five, about two fifty. It's 6'5", 265. 265. Okay, you're the heavyweight limit, yeah. But a guy like you, a big guy like you, like if I was your size, I would never even think about it anyway just because you're a big dude. So people probably don't fuck with you for no reason. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't. I, I I usually don't run into trouble, but I'm I'm not looking for it either. There's there's a ton of guys that can't avoid that. So <laughs> when you're a big guy, how do you prevent yourself? Like, cause I'm five, six and I can't fight for shit. So it's easy how I avoid trouble, but how does a big dude not, how do you not use that to your advantage? Like, does it take restraint where you want to say something, but you're like, ah, that's an easy target. I shouldn't. And, and so you don't, you know, that's why a reason why I kind of got into football. I was always like me and my brother were all kind of wired a little bit different when we were kids, we were super competitive and we like physical sports and stuff like that. So, um, instead of me and my brother literally beating each other up, we got into football. Like we, that's why we started. He got into football. My dad, he wanted me to get into it. So we started from like literally first grade and we've been playing ever since. We just, we've always been super competitive and I've always been, you know, into physical sports. So it kind of keeps me away on the outside world. Cause I already beat myself up enough, you know, on the field and all that. Did you uh, watch the fights? You watching Ganu gone? Oh yeah. Yeah. I was back home in uh, Texas. I watched it with my brother and my dad, like usual. And, um, the co-main was, was insane. Honestly, the Moreno Figueredo fight, that was probably, probably my favorite fight. Um, Incredible. I think it could have went either way, but yeah, Francis, me and my brother are big Francis fans. So we were, we were, we were hyped up. My dad was, he was half asleep and <laughs> he was all irritated because he wanted to see, you know, everybody, you see those two and you think fireworks, but yeah. it's usually the opposite. And that's exactly what it was. But Francis found a way and he was, you know, he, he's been looking like a champion. He's, he's been fighting like a champion, you know, finding different ways to get better. And yeah, he's wrestling now. So it's been awesome. Now, I don't, I don't want to necessarily disagree, but Jimmy. Yeah, buddy. Is it, is it more what he did? What exactly did he do? And I'm not being a jerk. The Francis? The t- wait, Jimmy, one second. The takedowns were beautiful. The takedowns were beautiful. Be, all right. Now, I'm going to say. There wasn't much done on the feet as far as standing. Agreed. The takedowns is what won him the fight. It's more of what serial gun. If he had a better fight IQ, we have a new champion. That's exactly he it. Down with that fucking leg. What was he thinking? Talk about laces out. Max, yeah. talk about laces. I know you saw her as a football fan. I know you saw Ace Ventura. Oh, yeah, of course. Oh, laces out all day long. He's going to be building. He's going to be baking those cookies like that fucking guy and get. He might be like, what a mistake. Why? I don't, I don't think Francis was getting out of there. And if he did get out of there, he would have been worse to wear on his feet. I mean, I don't know. He that got answers that your leg. He had over four minutes to work. Sorry. No, no, no. no. You said it right. Fight IQ. That was the first thing I thought of. Francis's fight IQ because he had uh, some kind of an ACL, I I think, injury. He had a leg injury, so he wore two braces. And Cyril was not kicking his legs that much, if at all. And uh, Cyril was was up two rounds to nothing. And the fight IQ, he found a way to neutralize him. To me, that was all just experience. Even though it wasn't fun to watch, it was a little dull to watch, he found a way to stop Cyril from doing what he wanted to do. And Cyril was, was not being stopped by Francis's punches and he wasn't catching him. So what he did was kind of smart. He wasn't able to put him up against the cage and really do much with him. And uh, he found a way to put him on the ground and Cyril should not have let himself get caught like that. Max. hundred uh, percent. And that's the way we looked at it after the first two rounds, we're like, Francis yeah. can't, he can't stand with them. He's too, he literally bounces around like a lightweight. So he was picking him apart and doing what he does and keeps his distance. And then you could tell Francis was a little half step slow because his injury and things like that. And he couldn't chase him around. So, you know, Francis did what he had to do. I think at the end of the day, he had to get him to the ground. I just wish, I wish Francis could have done more on the, on the ground. He, 
he took him down and like you said it was boring but he really didn't land anything on the ground either he just kind of he literally just held him on the ground and that was it and yeah, that's that. It's a credit to Cyril. You know, obviously he got taken down, but that dude literally takes no damage. It's it's unreal. I was like, that's what I'm saying. He came out clean, yeah. probably with a better gas tank. Also, uh, it came down to that fifth round. Long, Ray Longo was funny. You know Ray Longo, Max. You know that big. I, I know, I know who. You know, I know of him. Yeah, yeah. He looks like an extra in The Sopranos. Yeah, you should heard him. He's like, oh, what the fuck did the guy do? He goes, he defended the title and didn't throw a punch. That's what he says. Yeah, he's I'm right. Gonna, he was that, right. That he didn't do much. much. Now, listen, it came down to the fifth round, correct? Yes. It came down to the fifth round. So what did, what? I mean, and I'm not, again, he, he needed that fifth round to win. Got a great corner advice from Eric Nixick. It was heartfelt. It was motivating yet and technical. But what happened within fucking 20 seconds? He got single leg. He got put on his ass. And then it wasn't so much what he did right. It, talk about fight IQ. It's the lack of fight IQ by the very talented Ciro Gan. He fucked up. He was controlling him. He laid down with a leg. And then when he had a chance to get on top another time, he went for the other leg. Dude, this ain't the fucking EBI. This ain't a grappler's quest. You got to get a grappler's quest in an old organization. He should have got on top and secured that position because I don't think Francis had the, 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 the juice to get out of there. So, I mean, that's what I'm saying where – I'm not super impressed, but again, listen. The guy what do you? Let me ask. Let me interrupt you. Maybe, maybe you guys. I thought maybe also Francis might have been so strong because Francis really did body slam him at one point. Francis is probably by far the strongest guy he's faced. Do you think he went for the leg because, like Francis, on top of him, Francis couldn't get much done. Maybe he was afraid that Francis would be able to uh, reverse him or push him off because he felt how strong he was. So maybe he wanted to finish it quick with the leg. Is that possible? That's. I'm going to say a hard no. Okay. But- I'm going to say, Max is funny. He's laughing at that. Honestly, I think he's like, oh, the leg. I'll make him tap like I do in class. Oh, okay. But in class, in, in jujitsu training, some guy can go, I'm dead. Wait, all right. That might fuck my knee up. Not when you're locked in a cage with another individual and you're looking to defend your belt. You're laying down and you get that fucking behemoth on top. Dude, that, that, I'm, the, I'm not. This leg's taller than me. I mean, that, dude, that thing's a tree trunk. I mean, so he mean, listen, I don't know. I think that was a just a big, big mistake. I it mean, was, yeah. But I mean, to let himself get caught, to yeah. Sargon to let himself get get in a position where he needed the fifth round when he was implementing his game plan in the first two rounds. That's also again, it was not exciting to watch. But he had no answer for what Francis did. Like Francis had no answer for Stipe pushing him up against the cage in the first fight. He had no answer for it where he couldn't implement what he wanted to do because Francis was able to to to, to lay on top of him. Well, the answer was in that fifth round, what are we going to do? We're getting outgrappled. I'll tell you what, we outgrapple him. Yeah. So he put him down. That's a perfect answer for it. What are you going to do? I'm not, he's getting me up against the cage. He put me down. I'm going to outgrapple him. Get him down. And then you blew it. <laughs> he fucking blew it. But I mean, Max, he had a Max. He, he did him. have him. We thought it was over. When he took Francis down, we're like, oh, here, here you go. It's over. Francis had all the momentum, and he took him down, and he got reversed, and that was it. He didn't get out. He didn't skillfully reverse him. He didn't go for a submission to reverse him. He didn't get – he gone got off. He got off him, and he tried to get the limb by getting off him. And it doesn't take a genius to guy. The guy with the weight's off me. I'm getting on top. I'm going to smash, and he got out. I mean, so, I mean, it's just it's a very yeah. frustrating – I mean, I mean, God, but God, look, he looks like he has the right attitude. He's the only guy with, I mean, dude, he wasn't, he wasn't, he was, he was, wasn't touched. Even on the floor, he was still doing things uh, right enough. 
to keep, you know, Francis on his toes where to keep controlling him. You can't control him and hit him at the same, you know, keep him in and, and land shots him at the same time. He was always moving. His hips were moving. But uh, I don't know, man. He's still a serious threat. Absolutely. He is, but how does he do against uh, Curtis Blades if he fights him? Like Curtis Blades uh, against Guy would be an interesting matchup. Does he get a hold of him? And, and can he neutralize? Because he's much more solid on the ground than Francis. Is he able to, to do that to him? Very interesting, Jimmy. Yeah. That's the fight to make there, McMaynard. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, that's all. It's like kind of how Kevin Holland was. Like Kevin Holland was knocking everybody out. Right. And they found out he could get taken down. And then all of a sudden, everyone's taking him down. So I think Blades and a few of these big guys are going to – that's all they're going to try to do is just take him to the ground because he's so quick and, and skillful up top. You're literally wasting your time trying to stand with him. Yeah, but he wasn't hurting Francis. I mean, he again, those some of those kicks were definitely uh, those front kicks, and he's really, really interesting and fun to watch. But it didn't seem like he was doing a whole lot of damage any more than Francis was really damaging him. Um, it reminded me, you know, the fight it reminded me of. I think it was uh, Roy Nelson against Derek Lewis. Um, I, I don't. I remember. I want to say uh, Lewis won that fight, but just kind of laid on Roy. Is, am I correct? Remember that's been years ago. I was actually at the fight. I just. Where's Derek Lewis, you're saying? Yeah, I don't remember. I, I don't I, remember. I yet. watched that with you, Jimmy. Yeah, we were there. there. But I, do you remember it was one guy laid on top of the other guy? I just don't remember the fight as well. We saw Derek Lewis after out, out back with Dana. I just don't remember who won. It might have been. No, I think Derek, Derek won. Derek, Derek won, but yeah, he just kind of laid on Roy, right? He just laid on Roy. I think. No, no. He, yeah, but he got out from underneath Roy and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, but that I mean, it was that kind of fight where it was no, just. Roy was getting him down, but he was getting out type of thing. Right, if I okay. Right. Was Roy just laying on him? I don't I don't, I don't know. Who cares? I'm just, you I'm know just, what I do it, know? I know what? Brandon Moreno versus uh, Figueredo. What did you guys agree with the decision, Max? Do you agree with it? I did. It was close. I think just watching, like, I don't know. I feel like the more the biggest moments in the fight went, were Figueredo. He had the couple of knockdowns. True. He had, like, the jaw driving, like, oh, damn, like, those moments. I feel like Moreno stunned Figueredo a few times, but he kept his composure and he was able to keep going, so... Yeah, you know, you got to give credit to Cejudo and his team and all them. Like, he literally changed everything and, and went and got the win. So, I think they have to have the fourth fight at this point. It's crazy, right? They have to have it, yeah. They have to have it. So, there's really – there's not a lot of guys in that division anyway. So, it's – it's I you know, I feel like you have to do the fourth fight. Yeah, it's like Jake LaMotta and Sugar Ray Robinson. They just kept fighting each other. And with these two guys, it's by far the best matchup uh, in that division. I thought at one point – I, was it the first or second round where there was only like 10 seconds left? Figueredo dropped him and then went almost for a submission. And I'm like, maybe that's just your instinct, but it seemed like he should have got off a few punches instead, knowing there was so little time to secure a, a submission. Hey, man, not to make a left turn. Max, did you see the new Matrix? No, I haven't. Jimmy, did you see it? I did. Wait, did I? I might have seen some of it. I might have seen some of it. What about it? Yeah, I'm not going to talk about it now. You guys didn't see it. But I might have. Did he have a black coat on and there was something happening? All right. Well, I'm going to do my movie review later. We're not going to waste Max's time. What's the last movie you saw, Max? You, you, you're a movie guy or no? Last movie I've seen, I can't even tell you. I, me and my me and my girlfriend, we watch a bunch of Netflix like shows and series. So That's what I want to know. Forget this MMA stuff. What are you watching? You don't have to tell me if it's embarrassing, like 90 Day Fiance. You know, oh, no. No, I'm not watching that. We just I love watched, that show. Uh, stay Close. Stay Close. You got to watch that. Stay Close. Is that a series? What is Series. It? Yeah, it just came out. It's it's one of the like top trending shows out right now. You got to watch it. 
I want to be young. I want to be hip. I want to be with it. What is it about? It's like a British, um, I think it's somewhere in England, but basically it's, it's, there's so many things. I don't even know where to start, okay. but it's, it's crazy. And there's murder and there's a bunch of, bunch of wild, wild shit going on. Oh, you got me at murder. Stay yeah. close. I'm going to check that out, man. Yeah. You got to check it out. Yeah. I just started, um, what, what's it called? Uh, with Kevin Costner, Yellowstone. I watched How is one it? episode. It was good. The first episode was good. The second episode is okay. I have to get through it. Um, as long as it's not like succession, because I don't like succession. So if it's someone says like succession with cowboy hats, so I hope it's not that. But the first episode <laughs> I thought was really interesting. Yeah, I've heard Yellowstone from everyone keeps telling me to watch it. So I think that's the next one too. I, every literally all my teammates, everyone keeps saying, watch Yellowstone, watch Yellowstone. So I got all these streaming services. Well, I got to go get the Peacock now. Yeah, it's a, it's a, I, I just buy it. I just buy the series. I can't fucking look for it. I can't go to Hulu because they keep telling me my subscription is not good enough. Your subscription doesn't cover this. My Hulu subscription covers shit. So I just go and buy them on iTunes. It's easier. I'm not getting that shit with commercials either. They, they, forget that. All right. Listen, we got all the hard questions answered yeah. here on Max, man. Uh, listen, you're, so where are you located? You're in Vegas. Yeah, I'm in Vegas. I live in uh, Henderson. There's so many jiu-jitsu schools out there. Hey, if you don't try out jiu-jitsu there, if you're ever in near you, Long Island, New York, you get my schools there, but you come down, I give you your first jiu-jitsu lesson. I'd be an honor. Absolutely. If I'm you in New York, I mean? I'm going to take you up on that. We'll get some pizza. And oh, hell out. yeah. Oh, Umberto's is right next door. Umberto's. Right yeah. There. I've been to, you know, uh, you know, John Wood out here at a, at a syndicate. Oh, yeah. Great guy, John Wood. Yeah, that's my guy. I, that was the gym I went to. I went and watched her. Uh, I watched Strickland and them uh, spar and everything this off season. So I'm gonna go back there and get some lessons and stuff with them this year. So you basically watched them street fight, basically in a in a, in a gym. One hundred percent. Strickland uh, spar. It's fucking great. It's unreal. Yeah, <laughs> nothing like I've ever seen. Hey Max, good talking to you. We got Dean Thomas in the waiting room, Ooh. and then we got uh, Matt Frivola. But uh, definitely love you to come back, man. It was fun talking to you. No, absolutely. I appreciate you guys. Nice to meet you. Thank you, Max. Good talking to you. You might be right. It's simple, but something you almost never hear in politics today, with each side more concerned about scoring political points than solving problems. I'm Bill Haslam, a Republican. And I'm Phil Bredesen, a Democrat. We're former Tennessee governors, and we invite you to listen to our podcast, You Might Be Right. Join us and guests like Al Gore, Paul Ryan, Judy Woodruff, as we take on important issues facing our country. Listen and subscribe to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Oh, Jimmy! Congratulations, man, on, on your show getting renewed and whatnot. Oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah, we signed that. Is that old news? I just no. seen it on YouTube. No, maybe a month ago we signed, um, or, or three weeks ago. But who, I, what are, you know, I don't talk about it. You so never I, talk how about you know? it. Yeah, I never do. Uh, 
Dean Thomas, could you take your appearances on this show seriously and not just what are you talking all about? I always take my appearances seriously. I, Dean Thomas, I can't give you shit. I did the same thing when I was on Jim and Sam. I had horrible reception. Where are you? You got good reception. Oh, I do. I'm a, I'm a, I'm at the gym, man. I'm outside the gym. One of the gyms that I, I go to sometimes. Oh, okay. Hey, man. Well, listen. That's very secretive. You don't let us know where you are. <laughs> yeah, one of the gyms. I'm at I'm at my mistress's house, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> hey man listen oh first of all jimmy i'll tell him i'll say congratulations on the latest episode of dana white looking for a fight yes really all well right done. uh as jimmy was pointing out it's just about at the one million mark yep so you know hey man i salute you know thank you thank you i know who wasn't one of those million oh, you don't watch your own <laughs> stuff I watch it. I'm saying I don't oh. have nothing my neck. I'm just trying to say, you little fuck. You didn't I watch, watch it. You don't support. You don't support. Dude, this poor guy ate cow balls, and I. You're not even supporting the guy. I did watch it. Just you I remember did you. Not. Yes, I did. Do you watch Chip? Yeah, I watched Chip. No, I mean Matt. Chip. Fuck yeah! <laughs> I'm a secret fan. I don't know. That's not a good Chip, but he does. It stop. is actually it captures Chip's soul. Hey, uh. Dean, I, I, we were just talking to um, Max Crosby, plays for the Raiders, about the uh, Nganu fight. Uh, and we'll talk about the um, uh, moreno Figueredo. What did you think? I thought the right decision was handed out because, again, what, did he drop him four times? How many times did he drop uh, uh, Moreno? Was it four? I don't know. He dropped him quite a few times. But I, don't, I, I still don't think that was enough to win the, to win the fight. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I didn't think that was enough to win, the, to, to win those rounds. So I thought he was getting beaten those rounds, and then that one punch to me didn't win the round for him. That's right, Dean Thomas. Tell him why you're mad, Dean Thomas. For, I ain't mad about it. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. I thought we were getting. I thought we were having a moment. You were getting wiped off, and I'm backing you up. No, nah, tr- trust me. I'm not mad about it, but I, that's just what I thought. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we all picked uh, Figueredo, so I mean, I was just wasn't surprised when he won. Yeah, but you know what? Like maybe. No, I was. I actually picked Moreno, but maybe I'm just biased. Maybe I thought Moreno won because. You kind of wanted Moreno to win because he's such a good, likable guy that maybe you just wanted him to win so bad oh. that it was so close, and you were like, you know what, Moreno won. But who knows? Well, that, well unless you have a dark little heart. I wanted Figueredo. You have a dark little evil little dark black bird heart. I wanted like Figueredo. No, because my my uh, the first fight was a draw. In the second fight, uh, Moreno was so great and, and, and choked him out. And I wanted a Figueredo to get a, to, to have a shot at beating him. And I also wanted to see a fourth fight. I think that that rivalry between those guys is so incredible. And no one's ever fought four times in the UFC. So I kind of wanted to see that continue. Yeah, I, I think so, too. But you know what's even more important in that fight is more so than Figueredo won that fight. Moreno lost that fight, I think. I think Moreno kind of. I think there were moments in that fight where, where Moreno was playing around where he should have been fighting, but I think that cost him the fight. He, he got a little emotional. It's funny you say that about the co-main event, about that fight. I was saying the same thing about the main event. That's not so... I mean... So God lost that fight, too. Oh, he, he lost I mean, that fight. Yeah, it he came did. down to the fifth round. He made the correction. And he lost that... Like, he made the correct... Who? Zero God? What, what was the correction? No, I'm saying he lost that fight himself. He blew. No, it. I know. I know what he did wrong. Yeah, man. The th- the fifth round. Something happened. The fifth came down to the fifth round. All right, mm-hmm. came down to the fucking fifth round. Francis didn't make a correction in that fifth round. He no. got taken down, and he opened. Yeah, exactly. He got taken down, and then when he got taken down, he didn't use a nice, beautiful underhook to get on top. He didn't use a half guard sweep. He didn't do a good old fashioned elevator. He fucking got the. 
God got off him. God got off him. God fucked up. He didn't, it wasn't his, oh, look, I'm getting out of here. It's like, oh, you're off me. Oh, I might as well fucking follow you up. And Francis used all of his skill to, to not get leg locked. He used all of his jujitsu skill. Francis went down on purpose because he knew that it would be a mistake by gone. That's how I'm seeing it. <laughs> no, you're right. Listen, Francis got taken down. He tried to get back up initially and gone pushed him back down and kept him down. And then he went for the stupid leg lock. Dude, that was a terrible mistake. He lost that fight on his own. Why do you think he did that, Dean? Um, just, I think he, he wanted to finish, obviously he wanted to try to get to finish and say, and maybe say that he finished, you know, Engano and, and, and that's how he won the fight. But that was a terrible, terrible mistake. Like you can't, that was a really bad mistake. I, I would love yeah, Jimmy was hoping that you'd think that he was afraid of his strength. So no, that was what I said. I'm not afraid of it, but I said, is it possible? Because when Francis was on top of him, he didn't do anything. It was almost like he was afraid to posture up and really pound him because he was afraid of getting pushed off. He, he didn't do anything but lay on him. So I was like, I don't know why he didn't, but I was wondering if gone in that same position was like, I'm not going to get anything done here. And if I do something wrong, he's going to be strong enough to push me off. Um, and maybe he just felt like he went for something because he didn't have faith in his ability to do anything on top of him. Because Francis didn't do anything on top of him. What do you think of that, Jim? What do you think of that, Dean? No, I, I don't. I don't necessarily know if that was it. Probably I right. think it was. I think it was more of a, a matter of him just wanting to finish. Wanting to tap him. Yeah. Yeah, and wanting to get the submission. I think that was in his head. Like I can submit this guy. He's not that good on the ground. I know I can submit him if I get the opportunity. But that was the wrong time to do it. That was um, the absolute. I mean, if I was his coach, I would, I would have pulled my hair out at, at that moment, dude. Unless your name's fucking Ryan Hall or Gary Tonin, don't be don't, don't lay down with the legs. Yeah, <laughs> don't lay down with the unless you're you've taken dozens of legs. I mean, look, he obviously feels comfortable to heal. Look, he finished a prior fight with that, you know, but uh. The ground could you want to finish the fight? Fucking elbow him in the face. The guy had nothing to say. The guy get taken exactly. Down. What the fuck? You I mean, you can stay in half guard with him and just have and just watch out for a Kimura and just beat the crap out of him. I don't know. He has jujitsu. You've seen where he was threatening with the Kimura. He was yeah. threatening with some of his grappling. I would like and hey, listen, the best fucking matchup of the day is what Jimmy just brought up. How would Cyril Gaon deal with a guy like Curtis Blades? I brought him up with our last guest. Yeah, because you he showed that if you take him down. Uh, he might have, again, he might have a problem or might make a bad move. And against a guy like uh, Curtis Blades, that, that could absolutely cost you the fight quickly. Yeah, I mean, if he gets taken down by Curtis Blades, I can see him having a problem. You know, I was unimpressed with Cyril Gunn's bottom game. I mean, his bottom game didn't look good at all. I mean, he got outpositioned. He got dominated. And, I mean, it's easy to say, oh, yeah, the size difference. But that don't really matter. I mean, you know, when you got good jujitsu hips, you know how to move your hips to negate size differences to at least maintain a defensive position. And he could, and he was wasn't even in a great defensive position. Who's that? Who? Cyril? Yeah, yeah. He wasn't getting beat up down there though. So, so no, like- he wasn't. He wasn't getting beat up for sure. But he wasn't in a position to where he could amount an offense. It's true. Yeah, well, that's what lost him those two rounds. What do you think happened? I would like both of your, because in rounds one and two, he looked so good and Francis didn't have any answers. So how did he let himself fall apart? I think three and four are even more critical than five because he never should have been in that position to begin with uh, if he had just kept doing what he was doing. So what do you think happened in the third and fourth round that allowed Francis to do what he did? Well, I'll tell you now, I think there were a couple of things that happened. One, the fact that he couldn't hurt Francis. He kicked him in the head with that wheel kick and Francis kept coming. 
those body kicks, Francis walked right through him. So I think that sort of discouraged him. And then when he got taken down by that big slam, I think that was kind of the nail in the coffin for him where he was discouraged. You could see it in his face where he was like, and it's the first time I've ever seen him show a negative emotion in a fight. Normally in fights, he's so calm and collected. But at that, at that moment when he got taken down, you saw him go, oh, shit, what just happened? And I think that discouraged him. And then he just, he fell apart after that. That was the, I think that was the moment he fell apart. The fact that he couldn't hurt Francis on the feet, even though he was touching him. And the fact that he got picked up so easily, I think just really kept him out of the fight. Felt how strong Francis was. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but ah. the, the point is this. So by the fifth round, somebody has to make a correction. Who makes the correction in that fifth round? Cyril God made the correction. Now he's no longer yes. staying on his toes and hitting them. And now he's initiating the grapple. He strikes into the clinch. Boom, boom, single leg, puts him down. He, he, he made the correct adjustment between the fourth and fifth round. Francis didn't. Francis just reacted off of fucking Serial Gon's major mistake. So, I mean, so what do you say by that, man? Francis pulled it off. Well, no, man, fuck Francis fucking kind of lucked out because, he, yeah, he was doing good. But he would have been doing just good enough to lose because that fifth round was all for the taking. He got taken down early. He showed no sign of getting up. There was no sign nope. of him being like, oh, look, he's almost he's manipulating his balance. No. He was looking dead. And all he had to do is keep that position, you know? Yeah. But no, you want to be one of these modern kids going for the old Ashigarami. No, I'm only kidding. Listen, <laughs> I sound like an old grumpy jujitsu guy. No, but look, you got to fucking get that position, man. You're right. Cyril Guy made the correct adjustment. He had that single leg dump. And then from there, he established good top position. And then just, oh, my God, it was like, it was so frustrating to watch. I was oh, like, bro. what in the world is he doing? What what the fuck are you doing? I know. Yes. But uh, listen, it goes down to fight IQ. He doesn't have that many fights. And everything's been going so well for him. And uh, look, man. That was a he's a, it, it shows that he could be Francis. How about that? Yeah. But if he goes out, I mean, he survived that. How about him surviving that onslaught? This is the thing with my little Jimmy. He is so on the train now, and I give him shit for getting off the train. But I was never off the train. Go ahead. You hopped off the second he ran into the Black Beast. No. You were like Pee Wee Herman. Shoo, fly, shoo, fly, shoo, shoo, fly, shoo, fly, shoo. <laughs> I didn't shoo, like it. Shoo, fly, shoo. And you're like, ah! You jumped the fuck off. That's what happened. I didn't like how he fought Lewis. I didn't like how he fought Derek Lewis because he wasn't throwing punches. Cause I'm like, the guy lost faith in his, faith in his punches. But I still liked him, but I didn't like how he fought Derek Lewis and Derek Lewis said he had a bad back in that fight, but I didn't like how he fought either. It was just two guys who obviously worried about the power of the other guy. But saying it's, I, I get why. Fair weather fan. Yes, but, but that's not being fair weather. If you see somebody doing something you don't like, that's wrong, you have to call it out. What am I not going to say it? Listen to me. My point is this. Yes. You're totally lost faith in the guy, but you're I, back. I, I, I you're picked back. him. Well, I, who picked Francis to win this fight? I picked Francis. You, you did. And I picked Figueredo. Figueredo, Figueredo. Let's not split hands in front of our <laughs> You got you got lucky, Jimmy. Fighting in front of their little nephew. Listen, Dean but you Dom see, he thinks I jumped off. The, I always I like Francis before it was popular to like Francis. First of all, it's bad. It's bad enough you pissed them off our last interview. I he's did. I, I, he's like, I love oh, him. You think they're worried about your power. He's like, I have more than power. He's getting pissed. You don't gotta leave, Jimmy. It's no, no, no. Oh. I, I, I hit my table. <laughs> I hit my table, and my piece of shit camera connection fucking turned off. <laughs> <laughs> my camera sucks. Listen, 
I love Francis too. For Matt Favola is ready to go. Are you hanging out with us? Are you taking off, Dean? What are you doing? No, I, I got 30 minutes. Oh, hang out more then, man. Yeah. Let's go, oh, man. Put, put Favola on. Get fucking that crazy ginger in here. Is America's primary system working? Is the Electoral College still the best process for electing a president? Could a third-party candidate ever be successful? In a new season of You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen gather the country's top experts to explore these issues and more as we approach the 2024 presidential election. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available now wherever you get your podcasts. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. There he is. Holy shit. Look at you, you Spartan. Do you even have a mark on you? No, no. A little little cut here, you know, but we're good. Dude, listen, congratulations. No, okay. thanks. We're, everybody's so freaking happy for you. Longo, you know, Ray Longo, guys, you would have seen Longo there, but he fucking got the COVID. So the last second, he couldn't make it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah he, was, he was with us in spirit, and as were you. Man, Ray Longo stayed with COVID. What? <laughs> Ray Longo always got COVID. And he's still ticking. He's still walking around. That's a, good, yeah. that's, that's a good sign. But he said he spent a lot of he spent a lot of time with you in this camp, Maddie. Oh yeah, yeah. Me and Ray, we did we we were working a lot, you know, really trying to crisp up my striking and uh get my awareness on point. And uh, you know, I think it showed in the fight. You, you know what I like? I'm sorry, Jimmy. I just want to throw this out there. You know, you you lost you were coming off a couple losses. And you always got the craziest of circumstances of who's dropping out, who's replacing last second, and you know it's you always you never had an easy situation, an easy fight. But uh, where the fuck was now? Fuck, wait a minute, hold on, bring me back. Where the, bring me back, Jimmy. Where was he? Was coming off some yeah. losses. The Matrix. Yeah. The Matrix. Everybody, everybody oh. knows me here, so they bring me right back. <laughs> so a lot of times when guys are coming off losses, they fight more reserved. But dude, yeah. You, not only do you not fight more reserved, you you fucking got that berserker fucking rage, and you it's like it's all you you're always so game. Was it after you? There's no nothing ever crept in your head to be like shit, man. This might if I lose this one, I could be out. Maybe I should be more, you know, uh, defensive and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. No, that never came to my head. You know, uh, I was I was prepared to go in there and, and punch that guy for 15 minutes if I had to, but uh, you know. I, and that's it. The, the the preparation. I was ready for 15 minutes of war if it needed to be. But going into the fight, you know, with Ray, we were working a lot of awareness, a lot of patience. Going in there, it was. I was trying to, you know, I was trying to be patient in there. But uh, I think that was patient. What <laughs> <laughs> well, you know that was that was. I was trying to be more patient, but I heard him, and and I think once I heard him, I smelt blood, and that killer instinct came out. And, uh, you know, that killer instinct is in me and uh, I'm trying to get it more calculated. But uh, in the end of the day, you know, I smelt blood 
I knew the finish was close and, and I was ready to keep punching him for 15 minutes if I needed to, to get that finish. And we got it. And you dropped him, what, four times? Did you think that, uh, like, I love Mike Bel- 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 Beltran. I think he's a great ref. I think he's, like, everyone loves Herb Dean, and he's a great, but Mike Beltran is very underrated. Um, and he really, really seems to be uh, as close and as on top of the action as anybody else. Uh, were you surprised he didn't stop that sooner, or, or did you think he made, like, yeah, no, I, I wasn't surprised at all? No, I wasn't surprised. Uh, even before the fight, Beltran came back and talked to us and told us that, you know, he was going to let us fight to the end, you know, until we're not intelligently defending ourselves. He was going to let us fight through adversity and uh, which I respected, which is what I wanted. But, you know, we just rewatched the fight and I dropped him five times. So I broke that record. (laughs) Five times. Five times, Jimmy. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. it was. was, And and it did surprise me a little bit, you know, because I would draw. I folded him back like three times and, uh, you know, he kept fighting back up to his feet. And he had, he was so tough and I knew he was tough. You know, every time I would drop him, he would, he would fight back up to his feet and I would drop him again. He'd fight back up to his feet. And then at one point I was thinking, oh, you know, I'm just going to flatten him out and start going for the choke. You know, I had to show that Sarah BJJ and I start going, start going for the choke, but he defended it well. He turned out of it and I decided to stay on top, clamp down at Mount, you know, sink my hooks in, flatten him out with the hips and uh, keep punching until he, Till it was over. Let me ask you this. Like, during the scout, did you watch a lot of film on him? Did you know that you'd be able to put your hands on him like that, watching the film on him? Yeah, yeah, watching all his film, uh, I knew that he was going to be in my face. I actually thought he was going to come out a little bit hotter. Um, but, he, you know, I knew that he was going to be in my face the whole time and that I was going to land some shots. And, uh, and I, I wanted to get it to the ground, and I wanted to really work him on the ground. And, uh, you know, I'll, I'll take the knockdowns, but I was going to I was going to try to take him down as well. Um, and, you know, yeah, I knocked him down. I kept pounding and uh, we got the finish. It's got to be nice to know you took like virtually no damage. Uh, so you, you probably want to get back in there and fight quickly if you can. Yeah. You know, I got to get my hand x-rayed. I think I might have broke my hand. Well, there I go for there I go saying no damage. <laughs> I couldn't have been wronger. But I mean, <laughs> It's not my first. I've broken this hand like three times. Uh, oh yeah. So it's not not my first time. But uh, hope I got to get an X ray and hopefully it's not broken. It's just pretty swollen. But yeah, I want to stay busy this year. You know, I'm I'm healthy besides my hand, and uh, you know our team has. We got a lot of fights coming up. Uh, the Saralongo team. We got a, a lot of great up and comers, pros, amateurs coming. So I need to get back to the gym. I need to help out my teammates and uh, and yeah, it's going to be a great year for us. Great guy, Maddie. He's such a great guy. You see the one with Mueller here? Such a nice guy. Matt, look, what, so based on where you're at in your career, what is what do you think your ceiling is in the division? You know, on my best day, I could beat anybody in the world. And I truly believe that, um, you know, if I I come out there with my A game, I'm, I'm good on the feet. I'm good in the grappling. I'm good on the ground. You know, I, I see myself, I could hang with anybody. And I could finish anybody on any given day. So, uh, you know, I believe that. And as long as I'm I'm prepared, I put in a, a great fight camp, I put in the work, my confidence is there. My confidence is through my hard work and my preparation. And with this team behind me, preparing me, I know I could walk into that octagon and fight and beat anybody. Well, and the reason why I say that, it's not because um the style that I think is that the UFC loves that you'll be around for a long time. And... And I'm not saying that you couldn't be champion, but I'm saying that you have a style that, that they seem to love 
to bring you in to fight and just build and, and build you up to have like be a big fan favorite like Clay Guida, like Donald Cerrone. Yeah, I love those comparisons. You know, those guys are legends. And I think I'm starting to be known that, you know, every time Steamroller walks in that octagon, you better tune in because it's going to be a banger. And, you know, I, I've got a lot of uh, a lot of weapons that I haven't been able to show yet in the octagon. So that's why I'm real excited. That was actually the last fight on my UFC contract. So I'm hoping to uh, get a new deal done. You know, it was a big fight for me uh, coming off those losses and last fight on my contract. So, you know, that was big. We got it done. We got the finish. And I'm hoping to uh, get a new deal done and uh, keep keep these uh, performances rolling in the octagon. For any of our fans that haven't seen Matt Favola fight, you know, throw him on the fight pass. Never in a boring fight. Your fight with Lando was amazing. Your fight with uh, Lando Venata, right? That was fucking insane. Yeah. Dude, what about when you fought the, the, the tarantula, that big six-foot-something lightweight? That was insane. Yeah. It was like a monster <laughs> movie. I'm telling you, Maddie, you're never in a boring fight. You're so entertaining. You know, I'm not just saying that because you hang out with me. <laughs> Thanks, Coach. Hey, Dean Thomas, what if the answer to his question was, oh, the ceiling? I think I can get to around eight <laughs> or nine in the world, hopefully. <laughs> the fuck? What's my ceiling? Ah! Top 12? <laughs> I'm like, good day? I'm only breaking balls. Are I'm you saying ball. you didn't like that question? Jimmy, why am I so on the offense today? Uh, because probably because you took a beating in the picks and you wanted to have something uh, good. Because I the, now the that picks just were hurt. That wasn't bad. <laughs> I was more in a playful mood, but now I'm just upset. I uh, don't be. But listen, I'm so happy though. If there's a cloud 10, Maddie should be on it because yeah. he had his back against the wall and he didn't show that it was. He didn't fight hesitant. You understand? You're not out there watching Francis and Ganyu versus the Black Beast. Why am I attacking those guys? I don't know. <laughs> you know? I mean, you know, I'm confident. What the fuck am I doing? My point is this. Maddie gave zero Fs. He went out there like a goddamn Spartan. And look at him, man. He doesn't even need stitches. Uh, yeah, we're good to go. And, and listen, not only that, but even at the end of the fight, being on cloud nine, after all them circumstances, getting the finish, he still had the awareness to be like, yo, I'm give a shout out to Matt Sarah. That's why I called you, Matt, and was like, yo, did you hear the shout-out that you got from Matt Favola? You texted me. Yeah. I texted you back. I'm goddamn right I did. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I got so much work at Sarah BJJ this camp. I mean, with Matt, with Jason Rao, with all the, the wrecking crew on the Sarah BJJ mats. I mean, my jiu-jitsu has never felt better. I was throwing the gi back on, you know. I, was, oh, I, I really, I love, I love jujitsu. We got such a good crowd, Maddie, over at us. I was at the the other day, uh, a day of your fight Saturday. It was at my school in the morning at nine a.m. And then I went over to watch the sparring at Law with Stephen yeah. Lee and all those guys. And Damian. yeah, we got we got the champ back in town, right? Aljo's home. Aljo was there. Yeah, we had a blast, man. That had you destroy at night. I got some Pizza Supreme. Did you ever go to Pizza Supreme right near Law? No, I haven't. They got some. Good- I got to take you there, man. When I'm back, it's What's like that? a square slice that's very unique. I'll take you to a better spot. We got to go to Sinelli's Pizza. That's where we need to that's, go. That's your, that's your wife's place. That's, no? that's my wife's place. Uh, Sinelli's Pizza right in Franklin Square. I had a nice grandma pie right at, right when I landed waiting for me. Nassau Boulevard? Where is that? Hempstead Turnpike. I got to go. Uh, we're going. Oh, we're going. Jimmy, where, Jimmy, where are you going to take me? My favorite New York place, Sabaros. That's my favorite New York pizzeria, Sabaros in Times Square. I'll tell you about Sparrows. That's my that's, I stopped at that on the road trips to AC. Jimmy, you don't eat that. Every time I see you, you got a salad and some peanuts. 
I know, and I'm still fat. It really does me no good. I should just eat pizza and enjoy life. <laughs> hey, did it feel good beating a guy who was undefeated? Does that mean anything extra to you? Um, I mean, maybe in the moment it doesn't, but when you when you when you're finished with it, does it feel good to put that first L on his record? Yeah, it does. I mean, he was ten to zero with like ten finishes. You know, he was uh, he had a great record, and uh, you know, I was able to go in there and and put him away. But, you know, I've been where he's been. I remember I was undefeated coming off the Contender Series, making my UFC debut. And, you know, I got I got a reality check. And and that kind of really helped me uh, throughout my career. You know, after that first loss in my UFC debut, I came back, came back stronger and had great fights. So I, I expect nothing less from this guy. You know, I got to talk to him after the fight. He's a good dude. And, uh, you know, I think this this loss is just going to, you know, help him in his career. How many had you won in a row before you lost? Um, I was 6-0 and making my UFC debut. And now now that was my seventh fight in the UFC, which is crazy to think. I've got more than half of my professional fights in the octagon, which is pretty crazy. Damn. Did it, uh, did it change anything? Because, again, we talk a lot about, or I do, on how somebody reacts after they're undefeated for X amount of time and then loses a fight does it some guys again come right back and win and other guys it sends them onto a skid D did it do anything to you um were you concerned about how you were going to perform the first fight back on that eighth fight no you know after that i, I had my first loss and then uh you know i got back to the gym and i got more technical i got i started using my head more um and it only made me better and then you know my second fight in the ufc Coming off that loss, I, I got a fight at Madison Square Garden against Lando Venata, an experienced guy, and uh, and we went out and had one of our best uh, performances, which you know it was a draw, but I won that fight. It was it was good. Oh, I'm gonna tell him you said that. <laughs> no, Lando's a good dude too, but he's down at one he's down at 145 now. So I, I wanted that rematch for a while, but Lando went down to 145. So, hey, maybe, maybe my boy Billy Q can handle that one. So, we'll see. Another guy who's always entertaining. Yeah, always fun to watch. So, when, so you said, uh, when are you back home, by the way? You stay you going to Florida? Where are you going? No, I, I got back home uh, yesterday. I'm back in Strong Island. Uh, ate a nice bacon, egg, and cheese this morning. You know, I had some Sinelli's pizza last night. You know, life is good. You're back in the mix. But you had a bacon, egg, and cheese bagel? I had it on a roll this morning. Nice uh, two two eggs over medium, well done bacon, cheese, salt, pepper, hot sauce on a roll. Woo! Let's yeah. go. How many bad? How long do you eat bad? Like after you you fight, how long do you give yourself just to kind of eat what you want? Oh man, oh man. Uh, you know, I've been known to uh, cream roll a little bit. So, you know, it's it's all part of my process. I say you need the cream to get the steam. So we're gonna get a little cream, and then we transfer it to the transform it to the steam, and then we're good to go. Oh, nice. Okay, I like that. Shit. I, I man, never man, heard that. Man, hey, Matt, why you make that face? Why? <laughs> I mean, I you made that face like that was the corniest thing you ever heard. Maddie, <laughs> listen to me. If you said that, I swear I might attack you. But Maddie's the nice. I can't. Anybody else? Maddie and Marab get a free pass with anything. You, you know don't like funny? that? You, you need you need the cream to get the steam. Come on! I like that, man. It builds your self esteem and the, the steam. And what else we got? The right. <laughs> we, we got? Well, I got I got my 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 processes. You know, I go cream roller, steam roller, and then the day of weigh-ins, I'm the lean roller, and then we get back to the steam roller, and then we're back to the cream roller. It's a, <laughs> it's a vicious cycle. Yeah, yeah. Hey, man, I used to fucking blow up between fights. You know, yeah, me too. I, My last fight was in high school. 
Jimmy. What did you say, Keith Thomas? And I said, now you all blown up. I, what? Show me your ribs right now, Dean Thomas. Show me. Show me. Show me, oh. motherfucker. Show me oh. your ribs. Please, oh. right. In front oh. of Maddie and Jimmy. In front of Maddie and Jimmy. Come on. Oh. I'll do it. I'll do it. No, no. I don't trust. Let me see. Go ahead. Same time. I don't know you. All right. Same time. Same time. Yeah, all right. Show it. Same time. Are you ready? Show your abs. Are you showing? Right. I've got to wait. I don't see it. I don't see yours either, Matt. Well, I'll show you mine. Okay. Yeah, it's a little chubby, but I'm a little chubby. Yeah, I see him. Maybe I, I see him. Know it now. I'm a little chubby. Yeah. Dean, that's a black my... shirt. That's oh. a black shirt. Show me your fucking abs. Oh, you really want to see it? And maybe you guys should cut out mine because I'm not as lean as the. the nah, you look good. I'm not the lean. <laughs> Dean Thomas, put your shirt down. Hey, you're losing friends, Dean Thomas. Okay, listen. <laughs> I haven't won many battles, but I believe I won that one. Yeah, you got that. I give, I give you that one. Uh, Dean, <laughs> I, what was I going to say? Well, I'm going to see you in Kansas City soon. Yeah, man. I'll be in Kansas. We, we both won to Kansas City. Yeah, fuck you. Oh, man. I was hanging out with Laura Sanko the other day. She going to be in Kansas City, too. You guys looking for a fight? Yes, yeah. we are. Maddie watches the show. Maddie supports yeah. us. Jimmy, oh, yeah. Jimmy's an evil little bird who doesn't like to support his friend. Not true. I'm just special. I watched him through that shitty-ass Irishman. Thank you. I almost fell asleep, and I see Jimmy. Oh, Jimmy. Then I go watch well, Fucking Irishman. <laughs> oh, well, boy. It ain't exactly Goodfellas. As long as you enjoyed my part. I, I went like to Jimmy's show at Caroline's. Thank you, Dean. Yeah, I tell you, Matt, you, you got to go, man. You got to watch the show. I went there with Phoenix. It was great, too. I'm not vaxxed. Oh. You know, my dirty ass can't go in there. <laughs> I'm clean. Well, maybe soon. All right, let's let Maddie go. Maddie, yeah. I'm going to see you soon enough. Anything you want to plug, Maddie? Um, yeah, I just thank you, everyone who supports me, my whole team, you know, everyone at uh, Longo and Weidman MMA, everyone, Sarah BJJ, everyone at Grace Tampa South, everyone at Sport, uh, Acceleration Sports Training, you know, the whole team, you know, uh, ride or dies, everyone, and uh, and we're, we're riding. Dude, so happy for you, man. Yeah. So happy for you. I'll probably see you within a week or so, you know. Yeah, definitely. All right, man, we'll celebrate. You know, we'll hit Eddie's, we'll, we'll, your, your wife's spot. Say yeah, yeah. Your, your wife's place again. Sinelli's. Uh, Sinelli's. We're going to Sinelli's. Yes, we oh, are. We're yes, going we to Sinelli's. Congrats, <laughs> Thanks, Good talk guys. to me, Matt. Congratulations. Great, great fight, man. Peace, homie. Nice talking to you guys. I'll tell you, Cody Stamen had a hard time. Yeah, poor Cody Stamen, man. I, I feel bad for him because I think he's better than what his record suggests. Like, I think he's a pretty good – he's a good fighter, man, but he just hasn't had any, had any luck right, lately. Yeah. It's true, and but I, well, I mean, we should give Saeed uh, some incredible some respect there. Yeah, that was a tough out for him. But how, hey, how about this kid, um, uh, Victor Henry? Yeah, I thought he looked great, man. The newcomer who fought oh, uh, only Barcelos. Yeah, Victor Henry. I thought he did. I thought he was great. Barcelos is no uh, walk in the park, and he handled no. very handily. Yeah, and I'll tell you that Vanessa Demopoulos. I'll tell you what a beautiful arm lock. And yeah. Silvana Gomez is looking great. I know. Javez, sorry, Suavez. And how about Vanessa Demopoulos jumped in Joe Rogan's arms like Scooby-Doo? <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. 
She looks like she has a great personality. So, yeah, if anybody wants to watch Dana White looking for a fight, myself and, Dan, and Dean Thomas eating cow balls. Dean, you want to ask him about eating cow balls? You don't care about eating bull balls? No, it was it was cool. No, Jimmy, you don't want to ask him about that? I've seen people eat. Uh, I've seen in, in the radio studio. I've seen people eat animal testicles, bull balls. It's very unpleasant. Like the way you say it, like it's no big deal. No, 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 I don't. I mean, I've seen it. It's, it's horrible. It's terrible. Eating it wasn't that bad. It was, it was it kind of was like calamari. Like making it was a lot worse. But did you feel weird though when when they were just like on your nose and the bull is looking back at you? Don't answer that. Listen to me. You're so gross. Uh, hey. What you you're so proud of that one. Yeah. So gross. Do you like did you like I Michael Pereira the other day? Oh, he looked great. Yeah. I I uh I, I enjoy that fight very much. It's like uh, he did what he normally does. Yeah, Andre Flau had his moments. Like you thought he was going to start utilizing yeah. the stab and, and then it just didn't go right. It started, I mean, he's really an athletic freak, though, that Pereira. Yeah. He's pretty accurate. He's accurate with his strikes. Yeah, but also uh, Fialo is only using his hands. And again, I, I'm certainly not going to critique him. He's got great hands. But I, it seems like in, uh, in MMA, when you're only using your hands, guys kind of know what to do with you. Yeah, for sure. I thought, you know, you know, I think with Michelle Pereira, is it, it's easy to get lost in how good he is because he is so flashy. And like sometimes you just think of him as a flashy guy, but he's actually really good. Good power, like freakish, freak athlete. Yeah, he's, he's going to be tough for anybody to deal with. Who are some other guys? I mean, I think of Junior. Who are some other guys that are really only using their hands or, or, or predominantly using their hands uh, where it's kind of, it's almost like it's something that they need to fix. Bobby Green, maybe? But Bobby Green's really good with his hands. But does he do a lot of kicks, Bobby Green? No, not really. You're yeah, right. Man. He does use his hands a lot. He does a lot of fucking rolling, rolling, coming back and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Do that again, Matt. You look like Floyd Mayweather. Those yeah. roll. <laughs> <laughs> Me? I'm just like a turtle. I just go, oh. <laughs> 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 I find my chin. You know? But, uh, hey, man, all I know is, I don't think it's a good idea for Francis to try to fight the Gypsy King for fucking 12 rounds. You can't throw, dude, what are you doing, man? Stay, listen, I know you want a payday, but at the end of the day, if it's mixed martial arts, it's a different story. You want a big payday to take a beating, you're not beating the Gypsy King in a fucking boxing No, match. not in a boxing match, no way. You don't have that X factor of saying, all right, all right, you don't have that plan B of I'm getting lit up, let's do what I did to God, let me power bomb him. No, now you're just getting lit up and you have, your big muscles are full of blood and it's not a good thing. Because I, like he, I don't want to come across the wrong way. I think Francis is awesome. And I, I think he's a, a freaking monster. But uh, I don't. I think he should stick with MMA and hopefully they get something settled with his contract. Yeah. You know, I don't want to see him box. No, I, I don't either. Even though I do like the idea of UFC gloves and boxing rules, I think that's a really interesting thing. Uh, and I think um, uh, Jesus Christ, uh, Tyson Fury said that or suggested that. But yeah, a guy like Francis who's devastating in MMA, I, I don't think that he would do as well against a guy like who's who does nothing but get out of the way of punches. Yeah, but that's worse. That's worse for Francis with MMA gloves. Yeah, maybe. Like he, he made it sound like it was gonna be better. That's worse. He's getting hit with a smaller glove. He yeah. can't walk with a smaller glove. It's not good. Yeah, yeah, maybe that is worth worse for Francis. Um, I, I don't necessarily need to see that fight anyway. I mean, um, you know. Man, I want to watch MMA fighters fight MMA fighters. That's what I want to watch. I don't like watching fucking freak shows. If guys want to come over here, great. That's awesome. You get strangled. You know I'm broken. Hey, but but Matt, how do you feel about MMA fighters 
getting set up in these grappling matches against these dudes, man. I'm I'm getting a little sick of that. What do you mean, like, like? Well, thank God Sean Brady had a draw with Craig Jones, but like, well, he he's, beat up. Well, he beat him though. He, he, yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. You're right. He did beat him. He did beat him. But like, other than that, man, like we've been seeing like these grapplers going in there with these, you know, going up against like these really good grapplers, and it's just like, man, it's 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 unnecessary because it's, like, unnecessary. it's, not, it's not your wheelhouse. Like, it's not yeah, it's, your. You're not. There's no striking involved, so like, there's no reason why like uh like a Ciro Gon wouldn't have got punished for that shit. Would he probably still would have beaten Ganyo if it was a grappling match? But like, yeah. you know what I mean? But uh, you know, there's a big difference between you know grappling in MMA and grappling for just now, especially just the pure um, yeah. modern submission grappling with the leg locks and stuff, which is beautiful and it does have a place even in MMA, of course, but. It doesn't always transition smoothly. So these MMA guys, it's a fraction of, of what they have to do. The reason why, like with me and the Cerro Longo team has a, has a good thing is they do all this sparring and everything over at Longo's. Nobody's sparring at my place. Very yeah. rare. Not happening unless we just do it. We have a cage there. But normally we don't. Everybody's getting their fucking nitty gritty over at Longo's place, which is kind of like something that'll Rocky three. If you walk in that motherfucker, my place is a jujitsu school. So I have purists that are just looking to take off limbs. So it, it gets my fighters better. Cause it's yeah. like when I'm going out to like a Gleason's or boxing gym or, or a pure go to Thailand for their Muay Thai. They're coming down with guys that are like some of the best in the world. that are just taking your limbs off. So, you know what I mean? So it's, I don't know. It's a big piece of the puzzle, but it is a different sport. You know, yeah, and that's what I'm saying. So I went to that Fury grappling thing, and it was like, uh, you know, Kevin Holland and and Phil Rowe, and they were going up against just like you know, random guys. So like they're putting their names on the line against like these random guys, and just getting beat down because they're not grap they don't grapple like that. But you know what's funny, man? Imagine these same random guys jumped in an MMA fight with these same guys. It, I mean, I mean, there was a difference with Craig Jones. He's a big dude, but like, not that he would do better with that. But I'm saying like, you know. They would most likely get tooled up the MMA, the jiu-jitsu guy. Oh, yeah, 100%. 100%. But don't you respect Kevin Holland for doing it, though, just because it's been kind of shown as like a flaw of his and guys are capitalizing on it. It seems like that's what he's concentrating on. That no, I, no listen, yeah. I, totally, I totally respect them for doing that. Yeah. I just think that it's kind of unfair. You know, like these guys are – it's just unfair. And they should probably get more credit for putting their name on the line than anything else. Because it's kind of unfair. Like they're stepping up and doing, going out of their comfort zone to go up against specialists in their art. And they should get more credit for it as opposed to being like, yeah, we're using these guys. Because uh, it, it almost feels like they're using MMA fighters' names to make themselves look better. Maybe. Got yeah. a point there, Jimmy. Yeah, he definitely does. But everybody knows it's almost like when, um, when a boxer beats uh, an MMA fighter. Wow, that was great. But everybody knows that if you were allowed to just fight with MMA rules, that they would lose. Like everyone, no, no one thinks Tyron is losing to Jake Paul in a cage. You know, no, nobody thinks that with the ability to wrestle, he's going to lose to Jake Paul. But that's Paul. what I feel bad about Ben Askren, dude. Because <laughs> Ben Askren, it's funny, he was, they were shit talking him and Jake uh, Paul. And he was like, yo, if this was, if this was a, like a back alley in, in, in Vegas, I, I could commit a homicide on you. <laughs> and he could. Ben Askren could. He could go yeah. easily and just and ragdoll him and do what he would. But instead, he chose to fight him on that field. And now it's like a meme and shit. You know, yeah. it's crazy. You know, you got to know when your time's to walk away. Guys, this morning, man, I went to the fucking 
orthopedist thing or whatever. You know, I've been having sh- problems in my shoulder. So I'm thinking it's kind of where I had those blood clots, Jimmy. So my wife is kind of nervous. So I have to go. I'm going today to go get an ultrasound to make sure nothing's there. But the guy did an x-ray. He goes, hey, dude. He goes, man, I'll tell you what's going on. I, I'll, you know, you go get the thing just to make sure there's no clots in there. We'll get the ultrasound. But, dude, you got fucking arthritis in your shoulder. He gave me the x-ray. So, dude, my knees got arthritis. My fucking shoulder now. I don't need this shit. No wonder why I'm living on marijuana. Why don't you get them fixed, Matt? Get your knees fixed. Do you have to do them both at once or can you do one at a time? No, nah, not both at the same time. I'll be a total cripple. I don't like that. Okay. I'd have to do one at a time like Bisping did. Bisping, people are saying you'd be able to do what you're able to do. This doctor today is like, oh, no, you wouldn't want to grapple with a shoulder replacement or knee replacements because if you get something broken with the metal in there and the this and that, I go, oh, my God, you fucking negative nilly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't need that shit. I don't need to talk to that guy. And nice now. Guy. But I got to roll, Jimmy. I don't care. I'm down the road and walk. It's true, man. Dean Thomas, help me. Help me, Dean Thomas. I've seen you walk, and I feel bad every time I do. I almost want to carry you. I'm like that. I almost want to carry you around like Hezbollah. But, Dean, I can still roll, though, bro. I, I know. You, you, I mean, I can still move. I can still handle a motherfucker if he wants to test me. Like kicks my ass. I'm going to hold of that thing. Ah, ah. But listen. I can still move. I'm still dangerous. Isn't that more important? How, if I go under the knife, who knows if I'm going to be, be able to roll again? But what if you were out, like say you were out in public and a guy gave you a hard time, but he was bigger than you. Then Jimmy, wouldn't you worry? Dean Thomas, Jimmy's so silly. Listen, we have- Better so just get on his back and choke him out. Listen, I'm on, you can't answer these silly questions by Jimmy. <laughs> he, you know, he wants me to say, oh, but it don't matter because I do jiu-jitsu. Listen, Jimmy, you got to get back to training. I know, buddy. I know. I'm, I'm finally back in the gym and really on my diet to have a lot of weight to lose. Uh, how far is your place in the city, Matt? Literally, the, goes right to the, if you want to, if you're driving or LIE or I'm sorry, LIE or LIRR. Uh, the LIRR, it's going to be like 55 minutes to go right to Huntington around that under an hour. And uh, driving ah, probably around the state, depending on what you do. Six hours driving, yeah. It depends on when you leave in traffic. But you're always welcome, you know? Yeah, I wish it was close. I wish you were closer, but I, I understand. Well, listen, before we, any of the other fights, we talked about everything. What did, Dean Thomas, what do you want to plug, my man? Besides Dana for a fight. Oh, you know what? You know what I can plug? The, uh, the comedy show on Fight Pass that me, that I did with Adam Hunter and uh, Eve Edwards. And Henry Cejudo. Who? Oh, did you guys do stand up or did you do uh was it sketches? No, no, we did stand up. We all we all oh. did we all did about, you know, five, ten minutes. That's awesome. Now yeah. I know you're funny. How how was how was Shahudo? Because I can't channel I can see just talking through something being kind of he could just do I could think he could swing it for and get the, you know. You hey man, I think I think you'll be surprised, man. So Hudo did a really good job, man. Yeah. A lot of uh, he's a good talker. That's not a surprise. He's a good communicator. It's not surprising that he's funny in front of a, an audience. I can see him be funny. Yeah. He, and he's a winner. He's a natural winner. So he, he I don't know if I don't even know if he wrote it or not, but like it was he did a really good job. You, that, I like the way you made that like because I know you. How about this? Who wrote yours? I did. Oh, well. Who wrote Chael's? The Chael write his? Chael, you know, Chael wrote his. So you're saying Henry Shudo didn't write his? No, I'm not saying that, but I'm just saying like it was it was really funny. But you know how you know how some people don't be writing their own stuff. You know what I'm saying? They be yeah. trying to cheat. So yeah, I know. Like Dana on looking for a fight. Yeah, with, that's with that's Tony what I'm saying. 
You know? Like when guys get nervous, when they get when they're nervous and there's a lot on the line, they just have somebody else write it. But I'm just saying Henry was funny and I'm hoping that he wrote it. Henry. Henry. Yeah. Henry. Henry. Yeah. Say, Jimmy. Henry. Hey, but fellas, I gotta bounce, man. I okay. gotta I gotta get in and uh and do some work. Who are you working with at this secret location? You're so secretive. Look at you. No. No, actually, you know what's funny is I got I got Aspen Lad here. We're, we're we're doing some stuff here. I'm doing some stuff with Aspen Lad. Did she ever hear of Kamora Lad? All right, listen. Yes, good talking. <laughs> Dean, Dean, what else you want to plug? Anything? That's it, man. That's all I got. Looking for a fight, brother. Woo! I'll see you in a couple of weeks, man. Yeah. See you, buddy. Good seeing you. Dean. All right, y'all. Take care, Dean Thomas. Peace. That was fun, man. Um, <laughs> thank you to, to Dean, who I love, and uh, of course Matt Frivola, and Max Crosby was fun to have on too. This was a fun one. Jimmy, yes, pal. I, I, you know, I care about you. You know, if you yeah, had any problems, you can call me. I miss you a lot. I miss you too. But I, I would love to if you were closer. I would love to. Um, but I want to start um, in in the city. I keep saying that, but I really do. You let me know. I got no. I, I know. I got connections. I know. I know. You got Henzo's place. I wish there was a place closer to me, but I would still, I'm sure Henzo is worth it to go. Where's he on 35th? He's on 30th between, uh, I believe, 7th and 8th. Oh, okay. Seven yeah, and eight. he's right next to Penn Station, man. Yeah, man. So he's on 30th, huh? 30th, bro. Oh, that's closer than I thought. Yeah, it's right there. All right, listen, Jimmy, what do you want to plug, my friend? Just, uh, I'm today's Monday, this Wednesday, I'm doing a show in New York. At 7 p.m., working on my hour, just putting together material. It's always good. Just go to the Comedy Sellers website. And then in February, I got New Hampshire, Connecticut, Boston, and then uh, San Francisco, D.C. coming up. So just check out my website, and I'm there. All right, Jimmy. I will, uh, I'll talk to you, my friend, in a, in, a, in a few days. See you soon. A couple days. Bye, Jimmy. Take care, pal. Miss you already. Can you remember a time when you thought someone you disagreed with might actually be right? In the new podcast, You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen pose that question to guests like Paul Ryan, Al Gore, and Judy Woodruff. Come for the stories, stay for the substance and expert insights into some of the most challenging issues facing the country, including affordable housing, crime, and education. Listen to You Might Be Right a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available wherever you get your podcasts. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.